When we're looking for ways to be cozy in our lives, art is something that plays such a big role. And like most of the world now, I have found my new favorite artist on Instagram. And she is an incredible watercolor artist. And I'm a little obsessed with her work. And today I cannot wait to talk to Whitney Winkler about all things art and what role it plays in our lives and the impact it has on us and the rest of the world. So let's get into it. Hey, Whitney, thanks for coming. Hello. So glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm so excited. So before we really get into it, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your story? Yes. Um, so I um, have always created uh, since I was, you know, a little human. Um, and my mom called me her songbird because I would sing makeup songs, you know, as a kid. And, um, I grew up in a really musical family. And so creating for me, um, earlier in life and like in my teenage years, um, was very musical. Um, I created, um, by writing songs. I'm not, I wouldn't necessarily play all those songs, but they were definitely the beginnings of kind of me becoming addicted to, you know, creating something out of nothing and um, <clears throat> expressing myself that way, dealing with my angst that way and um, and was super encouraged by my family in that. Um, just my whole family um, plays bluegrass music. And so I grew up at bluegrass festivals, traveling with my dad, watching him play and um, all that. So that sort of started it. Um, and into adulthood, um, I got married really young and had kids fairly young. I had my daughter when I was 24 um, and <clears throat> kind of had kids back to back. And I know you know uh, <laughs> that um, those years are, and you're probably more in those years now than I am, but they kind of can swallow you up. And so um, yes. I realized, yeah, I realized really quickly that I couldn't, um, I couldn't really write songs because I couldn't form like a thought, <laughs> like, to be honest, you know, I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't, I had nothing profound to say. Uh, I still don't think I have much <laughs> profound to say, but, but like songwriting really took a backseat and that's sort of where painting entered the picture. It really came from like a season of um, just, I, I don't want to say darkness, but just needing an outlet. My husband was in grad school. Um, and I, you know, didn't have anything for me for myself. And so I would paint late into the night, even though I knew that, um, I probably would be woken up by a baby several times. Um, it was just worth it to me to paint and kind of get to see something finished in a day because so much about being a mom of little ones, um, there's nothing concrete. There's no boxes checked. Um, and so that's really where painting um, came out of. And really the business aspect of it was the biggest surprise um, ever. I didn't ever think, oh, I'll, I'm just going to be a painter. Um, I'm not trained as a painter. Um, I actually got a B in art in, um, in high school. And that made me super mad because I was like sort of a type A person. And I, I just didn't like how subjective it was. And I was like, <laughs> it honestly turned me off. For, for the longest time to painting because I got that B, which sounds so silly now, but um, I, yeah, I guess I just um, didn't see the business aspect of it coming until I just started gradually selling my work uh, to friends and then to friends of friends and then um, years into it, had a business. And so that's kind of how it came. And I, I like that it happened that way because I feel like it, it happened in a more honest way than had I set out to accomplish that. I feel like it, the the work ended up being um, 
more true to me, I guess, in the long run. So that's kind of my small story. Yeah. Well, I mean, that makes total sense in terms of having it feel much more natural instead of feeling forced because yeah. you also probably felt like, you know, the art was more genuine and you, when you're not yeah. forced to make art, it's much easier to make art, at least for yeah. me, you know, and for sure. in, ter- yeah. in terms of photographing, like for me, I had to really stop photographing the things that I wasn't passionate about so that I could make room for more yeah. creativity in the areas that I was passionate about. And so. that's something you have to keep checking yourself with too, you know, like because you could be trudging along, taking pictures of something that was so joyful to you at one time. And then you're like, wait, like there's no spark in this for me anymore. And so I feel like that's something I'm always having to re-ask myself, like, is this something that I, that is true of me anymore? You know, like, can I keep yeah. doing this or do I need to move on? And yeah, I think that's so yeah, so for sure. And I, it's, it's been interesting watching your career over the last couple years because a friend of mine was the one who, you know, sent me your page on Instagram and said, like, you have to check this artist out. You'd love her. She ordered a, a custom piece from you. Um, she'd commissioned a big piece. And I, so I started following you before I ever ordered anything and then and now you're one of my best customers. <laughs> that is that's true. I'm a frequent flyer. I need like a she punch is card a collector you. status for sure. That is true. Yeah, at Christmas <laughs> I had I had quite a large order at Christmas. But in my defense, most of those ended up as gifts. I will for say sure. I, I only kept two <laughs> ornaments for myself. <laughs> the other nine went to other family and friends. But it's yeah, I mean I it's been cool to see you do different things and put your work onto different pieces because I know we're going to talk about this later, but you know, sometimes when you think about art, you think about something big on a wall and that's totally not what it has to be. And that's, you know, that's what I kind of strive to do with my, photographs you know I I give I do sell prints but a lot of what I do is digital because even as a mom myself I don't want to um you know put every single picture ever on a wall you know you want things Mm -hmm. in albums or in other decorative forms um so that's how I like to deliver it myself but I definitely can relate to you in a lot of areas I also got married young Got married at 23. Um, didn't have my first baby until I was 27-ish, yeah. I think. Um, but, yeah, have the two kids. And and it is. It's, you need something for yourself. It's yes. so important to feel like, you know, even though your identity has to be altered a little bit because of, the kids and your schedule and your life but it's nice to have something that's just for you that's not even your husband's you know yes well and I realized that like you know I remember there was a moment when I was like I haven't written a song in years I haven't you know made anything in years and I just realized like I I wasn't a healthy version of myself because of that and I mean it's not, I didn't expect to like flourish, but honestly, just any little thing is so sweet when you're in that season, like any little chance to make something or, and I would compare it to quarantine actually, like that season, um, the season we're in feels a little bit like being swallowed up in newborn years and having, um, in this, and so I think, creativity is is such an outlet for people and a resource um so anyway I I don't know about you but I feel similarly in in a weird way I I am sleeping through the night but yes something about it um harkens to those days yeah and I feel myself wanting to you know expand my creativity in different ways right now especially because I can't do my job how I usually 
do my job. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of forced me to think outside the box a little bit and to pursue other things. And then even, you know, not in a professional way, but, you know, I've gotten back into knitting a little bit and just doing some other creative things and DIY projects just for myself, which has been nice. It's been a good distraction when it needs to be. But yeah, for yeah, sure. it is. It's crazy. So and also I've heard one of your one or two of your songs because you did put them on Instagram at one point in time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I did just release some music um, that I that I do want people to hear. But I'm yeah. talking about the music I released when I was like 17. Gotcha. <laughs> That's in the archives. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was the when you when I heard your music for the first time, it was such a it was so surprising because I, you know, I only had known you as a right, painter. Right. And so right. to hear music, I was like, oh, my gosh, like she has a good voice and this is good music. But thank you. Yeah. So it sounds like you really kind of knew your entire <laughs> life that you were an artist in one way, shape or another, um, one way, shape or form. But you know, yeah, I didn't. Specific... I don't think I felt confident calling myself that because I feel like now being an artist is so tied to your pro- your productivity and yeah. your um, usefulness in the world. And so, um, I think for a long time I really um, didn't didn't consider myself that because who feels like I'm amazing? You know, like we yeah. always err on the side of um, uh, seeing our faults and seeing our deficits and um, oh and so for sure yeah so for sure. I mean I think I knew like my grandfather was a painter um he was a poet you know like I said both my parents are musicians my mom's a songwriter and yeah. so I knew that that was in my blood in the sense of like really identifying um with it in that sense like feeling like okay I'm a part of this too you know but yeah to go and say to even say that to myself oh I'm an artist still feels still feels weird Mm -hmm. yeah but it's weird because like if you are I don't know maybe I mean I think photography is art but something about saying I'm a photographer feels a little bit more like you can feel more confident to say that because it feels more like I'm a teacher or I'm a I don't know right it just feels so whimsical (laughs) I mean and I used to be a teacher back in back in the day before we moved to California and I mean, that's something that I obviously, you know, went to school for, trained for. I felt very confident saying I'm a teacher, but it still didn't really feel real for me to say that I was a photographer, let alone an artist for a few years, I feel like, you know, and and now that I can't do it, though, especially the way I used to, you know, I feel even more confident saying that I'm a photographer and an artist for some reason. And I don't know if that makes sense, but... I also really like digital photography because, you know, it does feel like that instant sense of gratification where I can go out and do a session or take pictures of my kids and then come back and edit them or at least look at them and edit one or two and feel like, wow, this is, you know, a a finished piece. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Something from start to finish uh, is, it's just so satisfying. And I honestly, I could never be an oil painter because of the amount of patience that takes. Like that's just not in my DNA, but like, um, yeah, I think that's what it, yeah. Just being able to see, start something that didn't exist before and see it finished. It it does wonders on your, on your, you know, psyche. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So were there any artists that you kind of looked up to or were, or feel like you're inspired by at all? Um, so early on, uh, like I said, I didn't know, um, that painting was a thing for me. So, um, most of the artists I would say I looked up to were musicians. Um, um, and that has, I would say it's still a lot of musicians, but now, now that I am so involved with art, you know, I have a million people that inspire me. Yeah. Um, specific. Are you asking specifically or just in general? It could, I mean, kind of specifically, I guess. Like for me, my my favorite painting of all time, other than your work, of course, is 
Nighthawks <laughs> by Edward Hopper, which I don't know if you're familiar with it. I, if you I need saw to, it, I need to Google it's, it. <laughs> it's the picture. It's the painting that looks like there are a few people in a diner at night. Um, Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. So love it. That's my favorite painting, and it it's conveniently at the Art Institute of Chicago, which is where I grew up. So oh. I could I could go see it whenever I wanted to, which was awesome. But it's obviously not a photograph. However, it really to me feels like it has photographic qualities to it, and yeah. you know I always find myself, you know, my style of photography is very much. It's like posed but documentary at the same time. You know, I like uh-huh. capturing those moments as opposed to the perfect picture of everyone smiling. And that I feel like Nighthawks has that, even though it's a very different mood and story. You know, the idea of capturing a moment is still the same and where I kind of draw inspiration from, I guess. I love it. I love, you know, I'm, I actually just Googled that while you were talking because I didn't, I wasn't familiar with it. And like, it's uh, first of all, I can't believe I'm in the that same category as Edward Hopper to you, but um, like I also am fascinated by how different that piece is compared to what I paint, and I just love how how you know you can it just art you can just love one thing and feel so connected to it, and then mm-hmm. look at something else and feel so connected to it on just a different um, level, and I think. I tend to be drawn to artists that can do something that I could never possibly do. Um, I just have so much admiration for it. Um, There, I mean, it it usually is people that can paint really detailed or sketch really detailed. Um, Honestly, I, I, like I said, I don't have the patience. It's not that I want to be done with something in 30 minutes. It's just that is, there's not, um, a bone in my body that is like detailed. Like I don't plan yeah. a grocery list. I don't, um, I don't meal plan. Literally I am, I am, I'm a little bit calculated in some things, but, but pretty, pretty fly by the seat of my pants in a lot of things. And, um, it drives my husband crazy, but anyway, so when I see an artist that can sit for days and hours and days and hours yeah. and, um, like complete like a leaf of of a portion of a painting I just am so drawn to that so um I love I love Natalie Dark I don't know if you've ever heard of her work I have have not oh my goodness she is a pencil she's a colored pencil sketch artist her I mean you've got to go look at it it's insane it's insane she's so she's so talented um so I, I feel like those are the type of people I have like artist crushes on for sure. And then I tend like the pe- people that paint similar to me, I tend to connect with them on a relational basis. So I have a lot of like Insta buds and we, we connected because our art is similar. Um, and, and I respect their art because I kind of get it, you know, like, so there's those two different yeah. Like that there's, totally... I respect people because I don't get it. And then I respect people because I am like, oh yeah, you speak my language. So, yeah, for sure. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I feel that with different photographers. It's funny because I, growing up, especially, I was not drawn to any sort of abstract art at all. Mm-hmm. None. It was funny when I came across your work and, you know, other artists that are kind of similar to you because... I found myself really drawn to it and it, a lot of your work is more abstract, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Another artist I really love is Lindsay Letters. Yes. Know. Love her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a couple of her pieces in our house too. And her stuff is very, very abstract. And for some reason, both of, I'm very drawn to both of your stuff. And I think it's because not only, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if I just saw it in a museum, if I would feel the same way, but I actually really love the idea of social media and being able to kind of see some of the behind the scenes, get to know the artist. You know, you feel like there's more of a connection, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, <clears throat> Absolutely. And I think something yeah. Lindsay is so good at is um, kind of 
putting like truth or meaning behind what she's putting on the canvas. Um, yes. And I think that that's probably something you connect with and see through. Like a lot of the stuff is very like she'll, you know, have like the hand lettered quote, which obviously that's like, you know what it means. But even in her abstracts, even by the name of them, you can tell that um, so much heart and thought and, you know, everything went into it. So maybe that's what you connect with. And I'm yeah. honored if that's what you're connecting with in my work, you know. Well, you, so. I mean, your work is, and if you have not, for anyone listening, if you have not seen Whitney's work, you need to go to Instagram or her website and check it out because it is phenomenal. Okay. So kind of switching gears, and I know you, you mentioned that you love finishing something, going from start to finish and seeing it completed, but is there another favorite part of creating that you have? You know, I think overall, for me, um, my faith informs <clears throat> a lot of what I do in that um, I I tend to be, I wouldn't say like a dreamer. I don't know that I'm like, I've got the realist in me too, but, but I definitely am always wanting to paint what I hope to be coming what the beauty that I that I that I see glimmers of here in the world but that I hope to be um just true and that all things would be made new again and so um so that's in a lot of I would say that's in a lot of what I love about creating is that you start with a blank piece of paper and then you get to kind of dream something that's not yet true yeah. And sort of be in the middle of all of that. Mm -hmm. And then by the end, it's true. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's reality. It's there. Um, and so I think that mimics my faith for me in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. And how I feel like I'm in the middle of that painting, in the middle of that story. And, I, and it's like, you know, everyone has faith, whether it's, you know, wherever it is. Mm -hmm. But like, we all have faith in something. Um, or maybe the faith in the, in a lack of something, but I just think, um, we're all sort of waiting for that faith to come to fruition. And so, um, for me, that's what, that's what painting does is it kind of tells that story, um, for me from start to finish and the middle of it feels like the scariest part, to be honest. Um, it feels like I don't know where it's headed. I think I know where it's headed. I think I might see it in my head or I might see a glimmer of it or I might understand it. But then when I get to the end of it, I do understand it. And so, yeah, that's that's probably the best part for me and what I try to convey every time. That makes so much sense. And I'm glad that resonated because I was like, I hope that I'm communicating this. <laughs> no, it does because I mean, and it, although it is different, I feel similarly about photography in the sense that, you know, if I'm prepping for a session or setting up a newborn session with backdrops and props and whatnot, you know, it is very much trying to create this space you know and yeah and my philosophy about photography is always about capturing moments and freezing time you know no matter what mm -hmm. season of life you're in I feel like you should have it captured in some way shape or form and because life is messy and even if you're going through messy seasons you know it's good to look back on and and say like we had we had these good moments in this crazy time and so you know, when I am either setting up or even once I take the pictures and I get them back into the computer before I start editing and I'm looking through all of them, I'm like looking for the story and, yeah. Yeah. and then I figure out, you know, my head, like what the story is and I'm able to kind of translate that through the editing. But, you know, cause when I, a lot of my work is obviously done like face to face with clients, which yeah. is a little, you know, a little different than, than what you do, obviously. And so it's interesting because you, you feel very much like you're in the, in their story as you're photographing, because, you know, you're in this space, with their the physical space, yeah. their yeah. physical space, you know, <laughs> you might be in their house, even if we're 
outside. You, you're interacting with them. You're watching them interact with each other. So you really get this sense of their story. And, you know, my favorite thing in the world is like when I don't love when things start to go awry during a photo session. It's I mean, it's not fun, but parents always, you know, little kids are just crazy, right? Like you have you have several little people like they just don't do what you want all the time. And so parents are always afraid that like pictures aren't going to turn out well. And then when you're able to deliver this gallery and say, like, these are your beautiful moments that you have, right, right. you know, it feels very complete. Like you've, you've told this story and like, even though life is messy and you don't always have your hair and makeup done like that, you know, you're able to capture these moments for families. So I hope that that kind of made sense in terms of yeah no it did and it's you know I've been I've done photo shoots with my kids and had that same reaction in the end when I see how they got such a more genuine expression or it's just so much more something that I really care to remember in the end you know to look back and be like that really was what life was like um and it's so much more beautiful than had they gotten like this perfectly posed picture and everyone has their best smile. And um, so I think all of our is telling a story. Um, All of our is looking, you know, looking for those snapshots of beauty amid a lot of messiness. Um, Yes. And so, So I think, yeah, there's so many angles of why I love creativity. And it sounds like for you as well, just um, there's just so many rabbit trails we could go down about it. It's I love everything about it. (laughs) I know. I know. I miss it right now. I miss it. Right. I know. Yeah. (sighs) So much. And speaking of crazy times, we're all, I feel like, looking for ways to ground ourselves right now and to make make our homes and our environments feel cozier. So what, what do you think art, what role does art play in that? Okay. So one of the things I've realized in the like COVID era of life is maybe I'll answer it both ways. So for me, um, art, creating art has been, um, an exercise almost almost like a social exercise. Like I come to my studio a couple hours a day and create and come away feeling as stimulated as had I gone to like coffee with someone. And I think I've realized that, that it creating must stimulate the same part of my brain as that Um, sort of, it's such a give and take. It's like, I'm going to, I give you this and especially with fluid art, kind of don't know what it's going to do. It's more about kind of reining it in and it's a very social exercise. And so I have felt grounded in that I'm a, I'm a super extroverted person and um, haven't been able to be with my friends or, you know, and zoom, zoom is not the same, you know? Um, So it's been super grounding for me in that way um, in sort of giving me something that I really, really need as an extrovert, which is that interaction and it sounds so weird that an inanimate object could do that but um maybe that's a sign that I'm going crazy I don't know but I I truly feel like um I like it's been so great and so now that I realize that that's not what you were really asking (laughs) I can answer it from the from the sense of how does art ground us um as the recipients of it and I think it kind of goes back to what we were saying just about how we're longing to see something that's right in the world when we look around and everything's not right. And art is a snapshot of something that's either completely right or right amid something that's really messy. Um, And I think it's just, it can be grounding in that way, or it can be grounding in the sense of um, that it reminds us of days gone by or reminds us of what's to come. Um, There's a lot of ways that I think art can be grounding. It can be grounding when you are able to share in it with someone um, within your own household. (laughs) Um, uh, You know, when you're able to 
to talk about it with someone and say, how does this make you feel? It makes me feel this way. Um, I think color in and of itself is a whole nother podcast episode about how color makes us feel. Um, But yeah, there's just so many, so many ways. I love it. If you could see me right now, I've just been nodding my head for like the last minute. <laughs> Yay, good. Because it that makes so much sense. And you're right, color is a whole nother podcast episode. I know. That is for another day. That is totally true. I'm game. Um, <laughs> yes. But you know, we're both small business owners, and I've noticed in the last few years that people are putting much more of an emphasis on art and small businesses. I don't know if that's just from like social media or if it's that I feel like I'm an adult now and you know, adults look at art. I don't really know. I don't know. I don't either. I'm also a middle 30 something woman. So yeah. So, but I love it nonetheless. And you know, why, why do you think that we're seeing this, shift in this emphasis on small business artists, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Isn't it just great though? (laughs) I think about like, even when I got married, which was 13 years ago. um, Wow. I know, right? I was such a baby. Um, I like things were so much less beautiful and cute and adorable. (laughs) Like, like I, I truly that Pinterest did not exist. I'm only 34. That's how fast life is changing. But I literally, yeah, I'm 31. I'm 31. And I remember distinctly one of my friends who was engaged at the same time I was, she was like, you have to check out this thing called Pinterest. Right. (laughs) You'd love it for ideas. And like it now it's, you know, a search engine basically. So, yes. So, um, I think with the rise in, social media, I mean, has, it's sort of developed in tandem. And I think we really do push one another towards the next beautiful thing, which in a lot of ways is very unhealthy. And in a lot of ways, I'm so thankful I didn't plan my wedding in the days of, of Pinterest, but um, there's so much beauty in how we push ourselves. You know, we take an element of someone's creativity and then we make it our own, like not talking about repeating someone's creativity, but but just being reminded of something about how it reflects something in our life and putting our own spin on it. And then someone else does that. And it's just, it's just, um, a really cool thing. Uh, have you heard the phrase, uh, steal like an artist? Yes. <laughs> you know, and I think there's a lot of people that, that feel like artists, but when it happens right, I think it just continues to push like, the movement forward. Um, And it's so awesome when it's, when it's working correctly. But I also think small business, the rise in small business actually probably happened because of, um, around that same time, you know, our economy went through a recession and Mm -hmm. I actually graduated from college in 2008 and blissfully was unaware of what that meant for my, me and my husband. Um, he was working five jobs and, I worked at Starbucks and we could not get a job to save our life um, in 2008. But I think so many of my peers do have small businesses now. And I think that it was a result of having to kind of pave their own way and not having the security that our parents had of just like, well, we, we go to college to become an engineer and then we're an engineer for several decades and then we retire and you know it just hasn't looked like that for us I read an article recently about how millennials are are basically screwed (laughs) because we've had not one but two recessions in our adulthood you know and um and I'm I'm gonna be a glass half full person and say that the rise of small business the rise of creativity came in part from um that first recession. And I think that new innovations will come from this. Um, I don't want to walk through it. So, so if someone is wanting to support a small business and start buying art, what advice would you give them about where to start? Yeah. So, you know, something that I really value 
as an artist is to maintain, um, you know, price points that are accessible to my collectors. So Mm -hmm. I tend to like, you know, my Instagram analytics will tell you that women, 96% of women from the age of 24 to 40, like my art, you know, it's pretty, um, and so most of those women are millennials, (laughs) but, but, you know, I, I, I try to keep art priced at a place where someone who, you know, someone was going to commission something, if they, if they could prioritize that over something else for a few months, they would be able to buy it. Right. So not, I think art should be accessible to people. Um, and all the way down to, that's why I put, um, art on fabric and, make art prints and make greeting cards that I hope people will frame and all of that, the whole spectrum of it. Um, because I think so many of my like first time collectors will come to me and there's such a fear in their eyes about, um, like what I'm going to quote them or, you know, or, or do they even know how to ask for what they want or, you know, and so, I think by offering so many things, I'm giving them a just like an opportunity to see lots of what I do and to to feel confident in me, like that I will like that if they like my work, that they'll end up getting like something that they love it. But also like, hey, you know, to be a collector, you can spend twenty two dollars on a print and it's still yeah. art and it's still beautiful. And um, as long as you connect with it. Right. So. Mm-hmm. It's in the beauty, it's in the eye of the beholder, right? To be cliche, but yeah, I just, I um, I think to kind of go back to what we were talking about with social media and the rise of the wilderness, like, um, there's been a huge shift in art to be, um, you know, it used to be where someone, artists were not self-represented and they didn't want to be and they wanted someone else to, to represent them. And that's still true and that's still fine. But um for people like me who are used to representing ourselves, like we have to be the ones to draw someone in and say, like to, to draw our collector in ourselves. Right. And to yeah. make them feel comfortable and to make them feel welcome. And um, it's just a, there's just so many interesting dynamics, but I really, yeah, I really do try to um, give my collectors confidence that anything they buy isn't, is mean something to me. Like it means something yeah. to my business and right. you know what I mean? So yeah, for sure. I'm like thinking about all the pieces that I have of yours around the house. I counted, I have four prints, <laughs> but, but they're all, but they're small prints, you know, they're not right, they don't have right. any big commission pieces by you. I have the two that I mentioned earlier. I have the, a, a print of a sailboat, which I was so glad when you made that into a print and not just, um, I think it was a card at first or something. And I was very happy when it became a print because my husband's family sails and like sailing's always been a huge part of my husband's life. And so I was happy to get that print. And then I also have, um, one of London that you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that is a place that means a lot to both my husband and me and, um, you know, so each piece that we have is very meaningful for us, but they're right. small. They're not. Well, big. and that's I mean, the concept behind art is meaning, yeah. right? Is it does right. this does this mean something to you? Does it connect to your story in some way, um, or do you just find it beautiful? I mean, there's lots of like utilities for art. Yeah, and I and think I just... yeah, I just think for some reason a new collector often feels very like sheepish. And I just yeah. want to be like, come on in. Like, I want to give them a hug, you know, and be like, right. we're going to make this work out. I want you to have something beautiful as much as you want it. And yeah. um, so whatever that means. So, yeah, I mean, and that's what I love. That's why I love Instagram, I guess, is that I've been able to find these different artists that I never would have found otherwise. But I just I feel like I encourage anybody now who's looking to support small businesses and especially during this time and wants to get something to like have them know that you don't need to spend 
hundreds and hundreds of dollars on a work of art that, you know, anything, any piece, no matter how big or small, like it matters to, to, you know, you as the recipient, it matters to you as the artist, you know, that someone is purchasing it and connecting with it. So. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, I think it's that and, you know, yeah, I think you said it. I think you said it just fine. I don't need to even reiterate. <laughs> so especially during this time, even though the movement had kind of already started before this, where people are really, again, shifting to wanting to start making things by hand. You know, we don't want everything that's quite so mass produced. Um, and right now parents are trying to get creative with their kids and how to mm -hmm. help their kids spend their time while everyone is home for the foreseeable future. So what kinds of things do you do with your kids? Okay. So <laughs> I, um, just do not consider myself a teacher. And for some reason, bringing my kids into art feels like an, like an art lesson. It feels like I'm, I don't, it's just, it's really tricky for me and tough. Um, sometimes they'll want to come into the studio. My daughter sometimes will want to come in and it's just it's hard for me to bring her into that space if I'm being most honest. Um, yeah. But I will say um, we, we have done, I find it easier to do a project with them that doesn't involve like what I normally do. Um, which is interesting. Funny. You would think that I would be like, well, let me teach you about watercolor. Yeah. But like, you know, a couple of weeks ago I had seen somewhere on Pinterest where to make like little portraits out of like foliage from your yard. Have you seen that going around? To make, to make what out of? Like little portraits, of... portraits. Oh. So like, you know, we gathered like um, leaves and flowers and acorns and berries. And we live near a park. So we just walked around and gathered a bunch of stuff. And then we made little face portraits out of it. And like the, you know, they turned out so adorable and like, yeah, you didn't even need to glue them to the paper. It was just, you set them on the paper and just enjoyed them for a time. And um, I loved doing that with them. And I was like, okay, you know, and it's really, the shift has happened now that I'm like, supposedly a homeschool mom I'm like okay right. let's do an art lesson you know um yeah, that's so, cool yeah it was I mean I'm sure if you look up like flower portrait or you might be able to find it it's yeah. kind of buzzing around the internet right now but um yeah I so my answer to that is I'm not the greatest but I it's an exercise for me um you know I've been asked to teach workshops before and mm -hmm. uh I have said no every time because I'm so scared of the act of telling someone what I do or how I do it. I, I just don't know how to break that down. I'm really scared of it. So um, my kids are good, good practice, I guess, for that. Um, so maybe one of these days I'll bring them in in quarantine and uh, do a watercolor lesson. But that is not something I've done, believe it or not. I just can't, <laughs> can't bring myself to it. That's fair. And just for just for reference, how old are your kids? Um, nine. Uh, my daughter's nine. And then my son, he's going to be seven here in like a week. And then okay. my son is four and a half. So okay, my other son, I have two sons. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so they're the perfect age for it, really. Um, but yeah, I've been hesitant. I don't know why. It's. <laughs> I think it's maybe it's a part of me that's really um, personal and precious and bringing them here feels a little chaotic. You know, I'm still trying to figure oh, out yeah. why I push back on it, but. I mean, it's always, I, the kids, both of, both of my kids, the four-year-old and the one-year-old, you know, the one-year-old has like this little tiny toy camera, um, that she likes to hold. And the four-year-old has a, a functional digital camera that was, you know, $30 on Amazon or something. Um, that he loves to just click the shutter at everything, which, yeah. <laughs> which like, I don't know. And sometimes it, sometimes it's cute and he gets cute pictures, but I also feel that it's like almost more stressful for me to try and teach him how to use a camera. So, yeah. And kids don't really want to learn. I don't know. Like my kids don't love to learn from mom. They kind of just yeah. want me to be mom. So yeah, that's hard totally. to do. 
Yeah. yeah. You know, because kids aren't the only ones who want to create now or want to find something to distract them or ground them. So if an adult wanted to, you know, pick up a paintbrush, is there any sort of general advice you would give them? Um, I, w- I think I would just say to be super loose and free with it. Um, that's how I paint. And that's the most therapeutic for me to do that. Um, to sit and look at a picture and then try to recreate that picture can be super frustrating for someone that's really trying to do this for an outlet or for a therapeutic reason, you know, for a yeah. calming, it, you could just end up really frustrated and I, that's how I actually started. I had these like vintage floral prints in my house and I just started trying to paint them um, back when I first started painting. And it was so, they were so bad and it was so frustrating because I hadn't developed my artful expression. I was just trying to recreate yeah. someone else's, you know? And um, so I, I honestly think for the purpose of calming yourself, trying something new, like get a big brush and a lot of water and like slosh it around on the paper and see how the color moves and see how the, see what it does, see how it just scientifically responds. Like, yeah, that is what I love. Watch it dry. I mean, I'm not kidding you. I think there's just such a neat, uh, just neat experience that can come from that. So that would be my, maybe I, maybe I should do like a, like a, (laughs) therapeutic painting session with Whitney and really all we're doing is just sloshing the paint around and watching it dry. maybe maybe that's the extent of my teaching I think you could totally do that and make it work (laughs) for sure for sure Whitney goes live and we are literally (laughs) watching paint dry I mean people watch people watch crazier things for sure I mean you know I, I can watch like cake and cookie decorating videos (laughs) all day day it's it's just mesmerizing so watching someone like move paint around and then dry I mean that sounds about the same in terms of yeah the calming effect so for sure I think that'd be cool and but before (laughs) before we go I do have to ask because I always ask this (laughs) what is your ideal cozy day okay so Um, I love that you earlier when we were talking described what cozy means to you and it doesn't necessarily mean like being snuggled under a blanket right Um, Mm -hmm. and so I felt so free when you when you said that because um, I am not a person that sits like I'm not a person that like um, just loves to snuggle down and what is it? Heige? (laughs) Oh yes yes the the, it's, it's Swedish right? Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, for me, an ideal cozy day would be very active. It would be very productive. And it would probably look like um, um, starting, this is going to be like, some of y'all are going to be like, you're crazy. But like, get it waking up early, like on a Saturday morning, like a sunny, like a beautiful Saturday morning. And um, going, like doing like a 5k, because that like, <laughs> that like, um, encapsulates like my love for people and like being a part of something finishing something yeah um being together and then I would love to go like walk (laughs) this is ridiculous walk and get a coffee drink and like walk off the 5k (laughs) yeah with with a delightful coffee drink on a delightful day and then I would love to just like at random spot an estate sale and peruse into there and like find the most beautiful fabrics or the most beautiful art that was just undiscovered and that just like is so satisfying and cozy in a creative way so like I have got my like exercise I've got my coffee I've got my creativity and then I would probably involve like food because thus far in the narrative I haven't eaten but like a really amazing brunch (laughs) Followed by like, like a great day, perhaps followed by like a little bit of a nap. And then I would just like to go into my studio and paint. Cause that's what I want to do. Like even on my birthday is just go paint um, and paint and then go out to dinner for sure. Like, like, so it's pretty, like I pretty much operate like 95% of the time 
go like, you know, interact. And then I like the 5% is like a nap. There's like a shutdown. It's a complete shutdown. It's not like watching a movie or a partial shutdown. It's like I'm either asleep or I'm full throttle. So that's really, that's really my, my day. (laughs) But I love that because it's, it's perfect for you. And it does go with my whole philosophy about coziness being a state of mind and it's about being your best, most freeing self as you know, because I, I mean, believe me, I am one to love to snuggle under a blanket and like watch a movie. I mean, that's, that is very much me, but I couldn't as for my, my ideal day would not include a whole day of that. Exactly. Yeah. And I think the balance is so good. Like, yeah, I don't mind sitting down at the end of the day to do that, but it's like only if I have like spent myself that day and it's not even like that. I don't feel like I can, or that I'm allowed to, it just doesn't feel right. Unless I've spent myself on other things. So yeah. Anyway, but that's perfect. It's perfect for you. Perfect for me. It's perfect (laughs) for you, which is exactly the point. And I'm just, I'm so grateful, Whitney, that you took time to talk with me and talk about all things art. I know that this whole conversation for me has like filled my artistic heart up. And I'm so glad. Mine too. You know, my, my glass is so full because I feel like I'm talking to someone who understands it and gets it. And I'm just so happy with all the information that you were able to share with everyone listening and I hope that everyone can continue to go out and support you and other small business owners. So before we go, can you tell everyone where to find you? Absolutely. Yeah. You can find me um, on Instagram at Whitney Winkler underscore art. Um, My website's WhitneyWinkler.com. All the things Whitney Winkler. That's where you can find me. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Whitney. And to everyone else, I hope that you are staying healthy and staying cozy in mind, body, and soul. I'll see you guys soon. Bye.